What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Episode 61, eight questions to discover your life's calling. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Vincent Van Gogh once said, your profession is not what brings home your weekly paycheck. Your profession is what you're put on earth to do with such passion and such intensity that it becomes spiritual and calling. And Oprah Winfrey adds on to that idea. She says, I believe there's a calling for all of us. I know that every human being has value and purpose. The real work of our lives is to become aware and awaken." to answer the call. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to Life Amplified. Going to give you my blueprint and some of the questions that I think are really going to help you create your path to discovering your calling this week. But before we get into that, I want to take a moment to acknowledge our listener of the week. And this is something that we used to do back at the beginning of the podcast and really got away from. But you've been so great over the last year and a half, just showing up, listening to the content, applying it to your life, sharing this in information with the people that you love, I want to take a moment each week to honor you for being here. And if you'd like to be considered to be the listener of the week, there's two ways you can do it. You can leave those five-star ratings and reviews for us up on Apple, which really helps us with the algorithm. Or you can go to our private online Facebook community for listeners of Life Amplified. We have our Power Tribe, an amazing community for people from all corners of the globe. And all you have to do is follow the link in the show notes and you can join us right there. But I want to say hello 
to Misty Solomon, who's listening in New Jersey. Misty wrote in, she says, I've always been a big lover of sleep, but listen to your podcast about how successful people wake up early. So I started getting up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym, which is great, but it was really cutting into my sleep. So I was happy to hear some scientific data about why I should be going to bed earlier. Misty says, I also signed up to do a meal delivery program so I don't have to think about eating because I just don't eat. I can go all day without eating a thing and never even notice. Well, Misty, I'm a little jealous of you. First of all, I wish I had that program. But number two, I just want to honor you for not just listening and participating here in the podcast, but taking the action and implementing it and making it real. You know, I show up week after week. I'll give you all my best strategies, but if you're not applying what you're learning and making changes to your life in this podcast, it's just entertainment. And it's no different than that stack of self-help books that are collecting dust on your bookshelf right now. So really, success is the byproduct of the action steps that you're taking. Misty, it sounds like you're recommitted, and I love you for that. So let's dive in to the idea of our calling. And and one of the things that I notice with many of my VIP clients from the first time that they submit an application on my website to work with me is how many people just don't believe that they have a calling for their life. You know, occasionally people thought that they knew their calling when they were younger, but they've lost it. But there's a lot of people out there who just think that life is about chopping wood and carrying water. And, you know, it's one of the things that ended my, you know, my relationship that I was in back when I started this podcast a year and a half ago is we just didn't share that same value. I'm a guy talking about, you know, following your purpose and following your calling. And I was with somebody at the time who thought, hey, we're born, we work, we die, we rot in the ground, game over. That's it. And perhaps you're there. Perhaps that you're a person with a little bit of a cynical view today. But I hope that this episode inspires you to look at your life in a different way, because I don't even think you listen to a podcast like this if you truly believe that there's no purpose or calling for your life. You know, you're probably a person who lays in bed at night like I used to, falling asleep with that little voice in the back of your head, that feeling in the pit of your stomach that just says, there's got to be something more out there than this. Because it's more than likely you've done all the things we're taught will make us quote unquote successful. You went to school, you studied hard, you got the degree, you you landed the job, you moved up the corporate ladder, you bought the house, you might be married, you might have the kids, and yet there's still that little piece of you that's feeling empty. And if that's you, I want you to know I'm sending you so much love because that was the last four years of my corporate career, but I'm also here to tell you that it gets better. And these questions that I have for you today aren't going to perfectly give you your calling. You know, we have people listening in over 60 countries right now, thousands of people all over the globe, which means each person has a unique life's calling. So I can't perfectly give you the answer today, but I can give you the blueprint with the questions I've used with many of my VIP clients who help them start to answer that question for themselves. And I think before we actually get into that, the first thing that we need to answer is, Is there a difference between a purpose and a calling? 
And if you had asked me this a year and a half ago when we started this journey on the podcast together, I probably would have told you that it was semantics and they were the same thing. And the more that I've done my work and the more that I've really gone in and and taken a look within and healed a lot of the trauma from my past, I've created a new separation in purpose versus calling that I'd like to share with you today. I believe purpose is more about the lessons that we're meant to learn during our time here on earth. You know, I'll share with you my purpose statement for my life, which is I was born to love myself in my higher power and to feel the acceptance that results from inspiring others to do the same. So the purpose for me, you know, all the lessons and everything I've gone through, through, you know, my childhood, through my teenage years, through my early adult years was all a culmination pushing me to learn this lesson of loving and accepting myself. And why would I even be here with that unique purpose in my lifetime if at some point along the way I didn't know self-loathing and self-rejection? So this has been my unique path. It's been the thing that I've had to figure out. But once you know your purpose and you start to learn those lessons, then your calling becomes, how do you share that and help other people? But once you're here and you know your purpose and you learn the lessons associated with your spiritual growth, then I truly believe that our calling is to take what we've learned and use that in service of other people. So once I learned self-love, I had to find a vehicle in which I could serve others, and that's what my coaching practice is. That's what this podcast is. And no matter what it is you're doing, I get emails occasionally from people who are like, Dan, you really shit on accountants. Some of us actually like what we do. That's great, right? But your purpose is not to be an accountant. If you think about the work you're doing, if you feel deeply connected to the level of service that you're providing to your clients, you're able to give people a sense of security, a sense of peace of mind around their finances, around helping them plan a more secure future. So, you know, it could be, you know, without talking to you, that your purpose is actually you've had to learn how to build security into your life. And accounting is the way that you're serving other people doing it. It's become your calling. But by and large, if you're a person listening today who feels completely lost about what it is you're here to do, it's probably not so much an issue of purpose. When I work with my clients, you know, if you sign up, if you do a coaching package with me, you and I will get clear, 100% crystal clear on your life's purpose within the first two weeks. You'll actually have your own written purpose statement. But then this idea of how do I turn it into my calling and how do I take this and serve other people, it's really a discovery process and it is a process of becoming. And really, if you want to look at this in a broader sense, I think that that's what our journey through life is. It's just a process of becoming. I mean, think about it. You went from being a zygote to becoming a fetus to becoming an infant with fully formed lungs and a heart that beats on its own and hair and eyeballs. And then from being an infant, you went through a process of becoming a toddler and growing into an adult, into a person who's reproducing and having a family of your own. I mean, there's a constant unfolding and evolution to our life and everything requires a bit of a gestation period. If you're a woman listening today, you probably wish that you could just get pregnant 
and get the whole process over with in four weeks. But that's not how it goes, right? There is a gestation period to grow a baby inside of you. There is a gestation period for the acorn that falls before it can grow into a tree. You know, you've probably seen the Instagram quotes that people use about the day you plant the seed isn't the day that you eat the fruit. You know, the last thing that grows on the fruit tree is the actual fruit. And I think that this is what's so frustrating for people is we are in an on-demand culture. We want instant gratification. Perfectionism is a huge pattern that keeps people stuck because you believe in order to pursue your calling, you need the perfect plan that's foolproof, that's going to bring in the perfect income, that's going to lead to the perfect relationships, that nobody's going to reject you and you're not going to fail along the way. Perfectionism is one of the big things that gets in the way of people discovering their calling. And just a quick mindset reset for you around that. And we've talked about perfectionism on the show before, but I don't believe I've ever talked about it in this way on the podcast. Perfectionism is really just a fear of abandonment disguised as high standards. Think about it. Why do you obsess over whether something is perfect or whether it's good enough? Because you're afraid at the end of the day, if it's not, that people will laugh at you that people will mock you, that people will reject you, or if it's not perfect and there's a setback, you're going to interpret that as failure, and then you're scared that people will abandon you. That's all perfectionism is at the end of the day. But the ego is so tricky, you'll rationalize into telling yourself, oh, my perfectionism, Dan, I just have very, very high standards for my life, and I like my work to be impeccable. But the question underneath is, what do you believe will happen if it's not? Because nothing is really perfect. In fact, at a biological level, a species that no longer needs to adapt or change will eventually become extinct. You will be swallowed up by something that's evolving on the food chain. So this idea of perfectionism when it comes to finding our path in life is just such a fallacy. You're really comparing yourself to a standard that literally doesn't exist. I've told you my journey before, and you know we've talked about it at length. There's no need to get into it in depth, but coaching is the third version of what I thought my calling would be when I discovered my purpose. It was something where I just had to keep taking action, keep trying, and eventually I just landed on the thing that felt right. So you have to sample every flavor before you can know your favorite taste. I think back on my childhood, there was a time that I did not want to eat Brussels sprouts. I thought they were disgusting. And I'd like to take a moment today to apologize to Brussels sprouts for being a dick to them when I was a baby, because now I think it's like the most delicious vegetable in the world. I will eat the hell out of like a plate of Brussels sprouts. You put that in front of me, I am all over it. But if I never actually tried it, I would never understand how much I love the food. And that is the same principle behind finding your calling. It's putting yourself out there. It's stumbling and falling, but also falling forward because at least it's movement and it gets you out of inertia. So here are eight questions that will help you get unstuck. This isn't going to give you the perfect plan, but it should design a blueprint. If you can really journal and reflect on these questions, it's going to help you find the first step to move in the direction of your calling. Question number one is not a sexy question. It's not going to be a massive aha for you, and it's not going to feel like Jesus is riding down on a magic unicorn, illuminating the perfect path for you to move forward into your life's calling, but it's where we have to begin. The first question to help you discover your calling is, what is it you love to do? 
Because at the end of the day, if you don't love the work you're doing, you're never going to show up for it. You'll give up the first time that there's a sign of a setback. The number one mistake people make when they follow their calling is they start by asking, how can I make money? And that isn't a strong enough motivator at the end of the day. Yes, it'll keep you working, but it's not going to lead to any more happiness in your life. You know, there's so many people out there like chasing cryptocurrency and these things that they don't care about and they make a few bucks, but their life is no more fulfilled. So the question that we really want to do is pivot away from money and let's focus on what is it that you love. All the skills that I use right now in this podcast and in my coaching business are the same things I was doing in my radio career. I'm able to create content. I'm able to speak to an audience of people. I'm able to connect with people one-on-one and help them set goals, which is what I was doing as a media executive. I'm able to help people remove the obstacles that are in the way of their goals. I'm able to write. I'm able to blog. It's all the same things I was doing in my last career, except now. Now, I'm doing it in a way that's truly in line with my purpose and feels more like me. I'm not helping some soulless corporation meet their quarterly budget numbers, right? I don't think anybody listening to the podcast today, when I ask you what you love, I don't think your answer is, man, Dan, I just, I really love increasing shareholder value. (laughs) Nobody in three and a half years of coaching and working with people in 14 countries, nobody's ever given me that answer. So what is the work that you love that makes you feel alive when you're doing it? And what's remarkable is a lot of people don't know the answer to this. You have been living your life following the plan that your parents gave you, your teachers gave you, uh, a religious system gave you, to the point that you're just completely disassociated with your own spirit. So if you don't know the things that you love to do, let's pivot and move on to question number two that I also think is very important. Here it is. When are the times over the last 12 months when you felt most switched on and alive? What were you doing? And who were you being in those moments? During my final year in corporate at the worst job I ever had as an adult, the only moments of joy were during the moments where I was doing one-on-one meetings with some of our part-time employees who had been there for so long. They were so passionate about the radio industry and they just wanted their chance at full time. And the way that company was structured, it was very hard to grow from within, you know, from a part-time level to full-time. It was not designed to help people facilitate their growth, at least at that particular time when I was there. But being able to sit down with people and talk about their goals and what they really wanted and help them find a plan, even if it were outside of the company, to achieve that were some of my favorite memories from my time at that job. And that's when I also started to crystallize, wow, I really like talking to people about advancing their career or designing a career on their terms where they get to determine their value and not just, you know, some idiot with a receding hairline and a nice suit sitting back in his office with a budget spreadsheet saying who's allowed to advance and what people are allowed to make. For me, that was very gratifying. Now, that's the answer for me and my last year in corporate, but what is the answer for you? And it could be, by the way, that you can't think of any time over the last 12 months you've been switched on because you are so in the muck in a career that you don't love. So, When's the last time in general? Was it three years ago? Was it five years ago? Maybe it was 10 years ago. But what were you doing and how were you showing up? Who was the person that you were being? 
in that moment? A very powerful question to help you get clear on your life's calling. The third question to help you get clear on your life's calling is what is the thing that you can't shut up about? What do you love to talk about with other people? I just spent last weekend in L.A. at a personal development conference talking with other entrepreneurs, and we were there learning about marketing and learning about how to serve our clients and our audiences in a bigger way. And I could have those conversations all day long. You know, I love seeing people advance in their levels of service and leadership in the world. So you put me around a group of entrepreneurs, and that's amazing. I love doing that. But what is the thing for you that you love to talk about? One of my clients right now has just come up with this idea that she loves talking to people about fashion and about style and about helping them dress like they're on the runway, but at a fraction of the price. So for her, she wants to become a blogger and influencer online. It's awesome. It's a great vision. And what's so fascinating is when I see people who finally open up to me in a coaching relationship, usually during the first session or two, about what it is that they really love to talk about, it's almost as if they apologize for it. People will tell me, oh, you know, I'm so sorry I go on and on about this. Or they will say, oh, God, this is probably going to sound so stupid to you. And I can almost hear the person in their life in the back of my mind who told them, well, shut up. That's dumb. You'll never make a living doing that. It's like you can almost hear the parent or the spouse who shut down their dreams to the point where they're apologizing for speaking up for it. But for me as a coach, there's nothing more euphoric than being in that moment with somebody when the light goes off and they really connect to what their passion is because it's almost like you just watch the face relax and melt. There is a physical change I see with so many of my clients when they have that moment and something that might happen in your life at the end of this podcast. But get clear, what is the thing you can't shut up about? The fourth question to help you find your calling is who is your professional hero? Who is it that you admire? And why? And there is so much wisdom in that question. And by the way, I would say if that's question 4A, then there's also question 4B, which is who are the people that you're jealous of that you envy? Who are the people when you see them on Facebook celebrating a win, you're like, oh, good for them. But you're kind of like slow clapping and rolling your eyes as you do it. Because here's the spiritual lesson with both the people that you admire and the people that you're envious of, they're teaching you the same exact thing. They're both reflecting an untapped potential within yourself that you have not brought forward yet. You know, one of the huge influences for me when I started my coaching business was Tony Robbins. You know, a man who came up from less than ideal childhood. You know, his mom struggled with mental illness. He talks about, you know, being chased out of his house with a knife at one point. His father wasn't around and a positive influence in the family's life. They were literally broke and going hungry. And here is a man who's taken all that pain, channeled it into an empathy for human suffering, has helped tens of millions of people through a variety of his products and his live seminars. And he's been able to transmute that pain into something bigger. And, and for me, those are the people that I just admire so much in my life. You know, the people who rise up, you know, the phoenix, they rise up from the ashes and they're able to find purpose in the suffering. 
through helping others. That's what it is for me, but who is it for you? But there's a great exercise for you to write down a list of the people that you admire and the people you're jealous of and to get clear why. And then ask yourself, God, does that same potential exist within me? If I had the courage to bring it forward, could I do the same thing that these people are doing? And by the way, the people that you're envious of, great life hack, ask those people for advice. It's amazing. You can actually turn those people that you're jealous of into your biggest teacher. Question number five to help you discover your life's calling. We just talked about this as I was explaining my admiration of Tony Robbins. What problems have you overcome in the past or you're in the process of overcoming that you can help other people with? And look, you know, I've shared a lot of the stories of some of the trauma I've been through in my life on this podcast. And perhaps you're a person who's like, well, God, you know, my family was great. They were wonderful to me. You know, we live like the Brady Bunch. Does that mean I can't help? No, it's not necessarily that you have to come from an abusive background or that there has to be a lot of family dysfunction for you to be able to serve. All you have to do is watch an episode of Shark Tank to see that. You know, somebody out there had problems pooping every day and turned that into the squatty potty, which has made a huge impact on people's bathroom habits. And it's also been able to create millions, if not tens of millions of dollars in revenue. You know, I I told you I was just in LA for the weekend. Well, I needed to board my new puppy. I needed somebody to come here and watch him because he's six months old and he can be a bit of a terrorist when he's left to his own devices. So I went on Rover and had a great dog walker come over here and babysit and stay in my home and take care of him. But why do you think that Rover is even a business model? Because somebody out there is an obsessive pet owner who wanted to make sure that their pet has an amazing quality of life while they're away and they didn't want to go board them and stick them in a cage for multiple days. Voila, an app is born and a huge business model is born. So just getting clear on what are the problems that you've encountered, what are the things that you want to help solve, and then get about the business of doing it. Because remember, our calling is what we're giving to other people. It's how we're showing up and serving the world. Three more questions for you. Number six, what do I want my epitaph to be? It's a little bit morbid when we're talking about spring and we're talking about rebirth and and new life and giving birth to new dreams. But if you don't know where you're at in the present and where you want to go, start at the end. What do you want to have on your tombstone? What do you want people to say about you at your funeral? And the great thing about this question is it's not task oriented. It's not about what you're doing. And so many of us grew up in a childhood where we were rewarded for the tasks that we did, but not for the emotions that we felt or the person that we were. You know, we we learned that if we do, 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 we'll get love and praise and acceptance. But there wasn't so much a reward for who we were being, depending on the home that you grew up in. And that's what I love about this question is it really forces you to take inventory on who do I want to be? And if you can shift your focus to the kind of person that you want to be in the world and really make that a primary intention, eventually the thing that you should be doing will become obvious. Question number seven to help you discover your calling. What does the world need? What are the problems that you see in the world that get you riled up? 
that gets you motivated to want to get out and make a difference. One of my clients was so upset about the way women are being treated right now in the political climate that it's made her want to go back to school and become a lawyer dealing with women's rights issues. And that's a beautiful goal and a beautiful vision, but it came born out of just almost a quiet rage within her that drew her to action. You know, it's one of the things we hear a lot in the spiritual world is, oh, well, you shouldn't feel anger. It's not spiritual to feel anger. Bullshit. Any emotion is worthwhile. We don't always want to act from that place. You don't want to lash out at somebody else because you're angry, but you can use anger to fuel yourself to a bigger vision for your life. If I wasn't so disgusted with the way corporate America and my old industry and media in terms of what it had become, I never would have had the internal motivation to figure out my life's purpose and couldn't be here to help other people right now. So every emotion Emotion felt is bliss. That's the quote from Joseph Campbell. You know, every emotion is just data. It's information. And when you can get clear on what the information is you're getting, you can start to act on it. So what are the things that get you upset, that make you angry, that in a compassionate sort of way that will drive you to action? And finally, the final question to help you discover your calling. If you had all the money in the world, if you won Powerball and everybody in your life loved you the way you are, what would you spend your days doing to feel most fulfilled and alive? And the reason I love this question is it takes away people's two biggest objections, right? It takes money out of the equation because everybody's convinced somehow that if they follow their calling, they'll go broke. And number two, it takes away that need for approval from other people. There's so many people out there waiting for a green light from a spouse, from a CEO, from a parent, from somebody who is a gatekeeper, for lack of a better word, waiting for somebody to give them permission. And this question takes that all away. If it were just you and everybody loved you, what is the work you were doing? If you were the person who won that $750 million in Powerball, what would you do with your life? And then realize you don't need $750 million to do that work. So I hope these questions, again, just work as a blueprint to help you design an outline for what the next phase of your life could look like. And if you need some additional support to take this info and turn it into a meaningful action plan to move you forward, to create a career and a life you love, this is where coaching and mentorship is everything. Got a couple spots open right now for VIP coaching. You can apply for those on my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. We also have a link to that in the show notes. But remember, nobody creates the next level on their own. I say this all the time. I say this just because I come back from spending four days with my mentors in Los Angeles and feel refreshed and rejuvenated and more clear now on my next steps to even scale beyond where I'm at right now and how I can serve the world at a bigger level. And I would love to take everything that I've learned on my journey to help you speed up the process and accelerate your growth. CreativeSoulCoaching.net is where you go get the application. And don't forget, if you love the podcast this week, uh, just scream. Screenshot it, upload it to Instagram and Twitter. Let me know that you're listening. You can find me at CSC Dan Mason. And if you want to join our online Facebook community, we have our Life Amplified Power Tribe. You can go do that at the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. I love you for listening. And in the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose and your calling so you can get out there and live life amplified.
you wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.